This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. Volume 26, Number 7, from July of 1948. The American Right. Written by Most Worshipful Brother Carl H. Claudy. Every Mason ought fully to understand the right of Masonry to which he owes his allegiance. As rights differ in different countries, it is especially necessary that the Mason from the United States fully know his own system when he travels to other countries. The common classification of York and Scottish rites is inaccurate and misleading. York masonry did not originate in York, England, nor did the Scottish rite begin in Scotland. Too well known to need elaboration here, it may be mentioned for the benefit of those new in Freemasonry that the term York, as applies to masonry, stems from the York legend, or Edwin legend, of which the first trace is in a verse in the oldest known Masonic document, the Regius poem, otherwise known as the Hallowell Manuscript. This quaint old document, to be seen in the British Museum, is doggerel verse in old Chaucerian English, almost unreadable as to spelling and obsolete words, but of course completely translated by scholars. The legend that a general assembly of Masons took place in York in the year 926 by order of the king is found in several subsequent manuscripts of the craft. It was seized upon by early and uncritical historians who made much of it, elaborated on it, and built high upon it. Came a more critical era, and modern historians who have so torn the old story to shreds that to many they have left little more than myth in its place. Whatever the truth of the tale, however, York came into masonry at least as honestly as the cherry tree came into contemporary tales of Washington. And York Rite and ancient York masonry and similar combinations of words perpetuate the old tradition to this day. Freemasonry begins for any selected candidate in the United States in a symbolic lodge, which is a part of one of 49 Grand Lodges, one for each state in the Union and the District of Columbia. These 49 Grand Lodges are the supreme Masonic authorities within their territorial jurisdictions. From the symbolic, often called Blue Lodge, a Mason may apply for additional Masonic light, to four universally recognized Masonic systems, Royal Archmasonry, Cryptic Masonry, Knight Templarism, and Ancient Accepted Scottish Rite. To none of these may anyone apply who is not a member in good standing in a symbolic lodge. Master Masons may apply directly to the Scottish Rite and to chapters of the Capitular Rite, or Royal Archmasonry. Councils of the Cryptic Rite and commanderies of Knights Templar do not accept petitions from Master Masons who are not also companions of Royal Arch chapters. The degrees in the several rites are in the Symbolic Lodge, Entered Apprentice, Fellowcraft, and Master Mason. In Chapters of the Royal Arch, 
Markmaster, Pastmaster, Most Excellent Master, and Holy Royal Arch. In Councils of the Cryptic Rite, there are Royal Master, Select Master, Super Excellent Master. In Commanderies of Knights Templar, Knight of the Red Cross, Knight of the Malta, and Knight Templar, or Order of the Temple. There are two supreme councils of the ancient accepted Scottish rite of Freemasonry, that of the Southern Jurisdiction, Mother Council of the World, which has jurisdiction in 33 states of the Union and the District of Columbia, and the Northern Jurisdiction, which has jurisdiction in 15 states of the Union. In the Scottish rite, the degrees from the 4th to the 14th inclusive form the Lodge of Perfection in both the Northern and Southern jurisdictions. In the Northern jurisdiction, the 15th and 16th degrees form the Council of Princes of Jerusalem. The 17th and 18th degrees form the Chapter of the Rose Croix, and the degrees from the 19th to the 32nd inclusive form the Consistory. In the Southern jurisdiction, the degrees from the 15th to the 18th inclusive form the Chapter of Rose Croix. The degrees from the 19th to 30th form the Council of Kadash, and the 31st and 32nd degrees form the Consistory. In the Southern Jurisdiction, there is an order, decoration, or honor entitled the Knight Commander of the Court of Honor, given only by the Supreme Council. From the ranks of the holders of this honor, usually, are chosen those who are to receive the 33rd and last degree. The Northern Supreme Council does not have the Knight Commander of the Court of Honor, but confers its 33rd and last degree directly on 32nd degree Masons of the Right who have been elected by the Supreme Council. No Mason may petition for Knight Commander of the Court of Honor or for the 33rd degree. These are conferred only by the respective Supreme Councils and of their own will. All symbolic lodges are holden under the Grand Lodge of their respective states and the District of Columbia. All chapters of Royal Arch Masonry are holden under the Grand Chapters of their respective states and the District of Columbia. Most, not all, Grand Chapters in turn are members of the General Grand Chapter of Royal Arch Masons for the United States of America, which body, however, has no power of discipline, admonition, censure, or instruction over the Grand Chapters, nor any legislative powers whatever not specially granted by its Constitution. Quoted from Mackey. Councils of Royal and Select Masters are holden under Grand Councils of Royal and Select Masters of their respective states and the District of Columbia, except in Virginia and West Virginia, which have no Grand Councils. Most, not all, Grand Councils in turn are members of the General Grand Council of Cryptic Masonry. All commanderies of Knights Templar are holden under Grand Commanderies of Knights Templar of their respective states and the District of Columbia. All Grand Commanderies, in turn, form the Grand Encampment of the United States, presided over by the Grand Master of Knights Templar. There never has been a General Grand Lodge of the United States. Such a body was several times proposed during the early history of Freemasonry in the United States. First, 
with the hope of having General George Washington as the first General Grand Master. He declined the honor, and all subsequent attempts to form such a body were as abortive as the first. The proposal has not been seriously advanced since the outbreak of the war between the states. Grand Lodges are of one mind that such a body would be disastrous to Masonic unity and all Grand Lodges are rightfully and wisely protective of the many advantages of independent sovereignty. There are many so-called side orders of masonry in the United States, of which the most popular are the Shrine, Ancient Arabic Order, Nobles of the Mystic Shrine, the Grotto, Mystic Order, Veiled Prophets of the Enchanted Realm. The Order of the Eastern Star is for wives, daughters, sisters, and mothers of Masons, but also for Masons. While Masonry is required of members of the first two, and Masonic connections required of the Ladies of the Eastern Star, these are not Masonic Orders, or a part of the American Rite. They are orders predicated upon Masonic membership, just as are Masonic Clubs and the National League of Masonic Clubs. In very early days in this country, travel was slow, difficult, and expensive, and Masons were comparatively few. With the increase of travel due to railroads and steamships, Masons often sojourned for periods of time in other localities than their homes. All lodges, of course, welcomed visiting brethren, but brethren do not like for extended periods to seek continuing hospitality. Brethren also have, in a large degree, a loyalty to the Mother Lodge which often stands in the way of their taking a demit to join a more convenient lodge. These ideas resulted in the formation of Masonic clubs, in which brethren meet and discuss their affairs. They often engage in charitable and or educational activities and promote friendships without severing the ties which bind them to their mother lodge. Shortly after the beginning of the 20th century, several clubs in New York formed themselves into a league, and the National League of Masonic Clubs is now what its name implies, a national organization of many Masonic clubs the country over. A natural misunderstanding often arises in the mind of a newly made Mason as to what he has heard named as the higher degrees of Masonry. It is an American characteristic to admire that which is of greatest size. Men boast of the highest building, the biggest lake, the largest town, the richest county, the finest forest, the greatest area, satisfied that whatever can be described by a superlative is, therefore, prima facie excellent. The mental habit continues in uninformed Masonic thinking, so that the several degrees in the Scottish Rite and the Chapter, Council and Commandery, necessarily coming after the symbolic degrees, are usually thought of in terms of being above, higher, and therefore greater. It is undeniable that the 32nd degree has a larger number as its designation than the 3rd degree, but it may also be argued that a line 32 feet long is no higher than one 3 feet long. The additional degrees to be sought in Freemasonry can be a most ennobling experience. They extend the Masonic story, increase the Masonic teaching, add to the Masonic philosophy. But, Compare to citizenship. An American by birth is a citizen of this country. 
he may also become a lawyer, be chosen as a judge, serve with distinction, finally be nominated for the Supreme Court and confirmed by the Senate. But the deserved honor makes him no more a citizen than he was by birth and upbringing. The President of the United States is the first citizen, but as a citizen has no more right, power, privilege, or honor than his humblest neighbor. The additional degrees and rights of masonry, all of which form the American right, can make their fortunate possessors better masons than they might have been without the experiences and additional teachings. But none of them can make a good man more a mason than he was when he was raised to the sublime degree. By a mutual and wise agreement between the four concordant orders of masonry in the United States, which, with the Grand Lodges of Symbolic Masonry in the United States, form the American Rite, all are recognized as primarily dependent upon symbolic masonry for their existence. He who demits from his symbolic lodge not to reaffiliate with another, thereby severs his connection with chapter, council, commandery, and consistory. He who is suspended or expelled from symbolic masonry likewise stands to lose his membership in all the bodies of masonry, all of which demand, as a necessity for membership therein, that members be in good standing in a symbolic lodge. It is to be noted that there is a distinction between demission, or voluntary withdrawal, and expulsion, or Masonic death, and suspension, often phrased, dropped for non-payment of dues. The suspended brother is still a member, although denied the instant exercise of his rights and privileges as such. By proper procedure, he may be reinstated. As a general rule, it may be said that the brother who is suspended from his symbolic lodge is also considered suspended from the concordant bodies which demand of their members good standing in a symbolic lodge. But such suspension may be subject to review. Sovereign Grand Commander Melvin M. Johnson of the Northern Supreme Council, Ancient Accepted Scottish Rite, states, quote, The Ancient Accepted Scottish Rite holds that such suspension or expulsion by a symbolic lodge does not become effective in the Scottish Rite unless such suspension or expulsion is found to have been lawfully inflicted, upon which question the brother in case has the right to be heard before the proper tribunal of the ancient accepted Scottish Rite. End of quote. As every Master Mason who visits in another jurisdiction than his own soon discovers, the rituals of no two Grand Lodges are alike. They all tell the same story, are founded on the same legends, have the same philosophy, teach the same truths, but they do this with differing arrangements of sequence and of words. Nevertheless, the ritual of Freemasonry is the basic rock on which all the Masonic rituals of all the several bodies of Freemasonry are built, or from which they departed on a voyage to secure for themselves a new ritual. Symbolic Masonry is the heart and soul of all Masonry, and the wiser a Mason becomes in any of the concordant bodies, the longer he lives and learns within them, the more convinced is he of the primacy of that which is given the initiate when he is raised to the sublime degree. It is because of these facts that there is one Freemasonry in this country, not five. 
there are four recognized, desirable, and admirable branches of the universal Masonic tree, but the trunk and the roots thereof are symbolic masonry, to which all masons of whatever affiliation or degree must belong. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, and this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions, and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.